Common Sense Media activated. Live from the 210, it's the wave of the few short show, and we are your hosts, Mr. Trey M. Carr, and I am E. James. Well, hello world. How y'all doing out there? Welcome to Wave of the Few Shore, aka WFS, where we navigate the waters of life. We have a great show for you ahead of today. We are going to be discussing the Libya floods, uh, extraterrestrial bodies found in Mexico, and the world premiere, the worldwide event, the biggest release of them all in all of Phone business. iPhone 15 is here with USB-C and a few other tricks up its digital and physical sleeve. But before we get into that, I'd like to know, how are you two fine gentlemen doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. Uh, it's, uh, it's a wonderful day, man. I'm winning in fantasy football right now, so I'm feeling good. I'm ready to knock out, knock it out the park, man. I'm pretty stoked right now. Um, got to sleep in today, which is a rare thing. So I have I have a little bit of laundry, but other than that, I'm okay. I'm happy. Happy to be here again. Hey, much love for the sleeping in, man. <laughs> Seriously, though, like that sleep is just so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. I'm telling you, I've been, I think we talked about it the last episode where I was burning the candle at both ends. But this last week, I've made a conscious effort to get quality sleep most nights. Mm. And when you wake up refreshed like today, I probably got about a good nine hours. I got out there and cut the grass before we did the show. Man, I was out there like whistling Dixie. (whistles) Hey, how's it going, neighbor? Oh, look at the little one. He's getting bigger. (laughs) All right, Timmy, take it easy. You just feel good, man. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever tried to lift weights or do any kind of exercise when you're sleep deprived, you just, you end up just going through the motions. Yeah. And so like, if I don't get good sleep, I'm like, I'm not going to put anything over 10 pounds above my head. It's just not worth it. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that, man. Yeah. I got a new mattress. So I recommend uh, if you don't like memory foam, get a firm memory foam mattress. It's game changing. It's good. Is it like firm, firm, or do you have like one of those plush firms? It's fairly firm. Like I like hotel mm. firm. So I was surprised mm. too. It was a bed in a box when I popped it out. It was like, I laid on, I was like, oh, wow. It's just like the hotel I just went to. And uh, I'm a big fan of that. It's really good. I, I've been waking up with no back pain, but I am a heavier fella. So uh, take that as you will. Yeah, that's always been my my deal with like those beds that are, <clears throat> that got kind of like that plush top. We had a plush firm for a long time. Mm. It was a great bed, but I get back pain. And like my bed that I have now is better than what we had before, but still not perfect. If I did it all over again, I would have spent the extra money and got one of those because uh, we have a, a bed that does the whole zero gravity lifts at the head and the foot. But I'd have done the one with split ones because yeah. my yeah, wife, she likes to yeah. lay completely flat. And for me, if I can get that little lift, I sleep like a baby. Like I sleep, I'll fall asleep in the recliner. <laughs> Done. Yeah, same, best sleep man. of my life. That's the same. The split ones are don't 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 uh don't cheap out when it comes to that. That's what I did too. We got the just one both sides, you know, but it doesn't can't switch them out. Ugh, I hate it. Don't be up. Yeah, she just wants to be flat. I'm like, what's going on, man? We gotta. <laughs> <talk about shit." clears throat> you and me have the same problem, man. <laughs> 
So, hey, but uh, before we get rolling to these topics, real quick, I want to give a couple of shout outs. I'm going to start off the gratitude. I want to give a shout out to Mr. Nazir Jones for dropping Magic 3, six albums in three years. Me and Trey have been talking about that. Yeah, let's get some applause going once again. Hit the air horn on him. Man, uh, it's a great album. I'm enjoying it. Uh, two other musicians, there, there is a band called Explosions in the Sky. They put a new record out. They're one of my all-time favorite, if not my favorite, post-rock band, whatever the heck that means. Yeah. But they put a new album out same day. It's incredible. Uh, fun fact, fun story for you two. I don't know if you both know this, if I've told this story before, but my wife and I, when we went on our first date, we went and saw Friday Night Lights and had no idea that that would end up being the band that I would put my oldest daughter to sleep to hmm. every night. And I'm like, man, this sounds really familiar. When we when I first got into them, found out that they did, and I'm like, it was destined to be. First date, our kid sleeps very well to it, and I've been a, I've been a fan ever since. And then a shout out to a lesser known artist. He's a shoegaze dream pop dude. Uh, his name is Kenny Estrada. He goes by the name Uncanny Valleys. He's out, he's based out of Germany. Hmm. He just dropped a new album, and that's it's a banger. I love it. Every song is great. It's a good mix of of dream pop, shoegaze pop and rock like he just does a really good job it's almost like if if i had to describe his voice it's like george michael if george michael was trying to be young and <laughs> and like do what the kids are doing it's it's dope he's got a great voice i okay. love the dude's voice man yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and then also i want to give a shout out to the crew here at chasm i made a lot of changes behind the scenes everybody's been troopers um you know i've, I've gotten some valuable input from all of you and we're a lot more productive, and I love it. And then one more final shout-out to the T-Dragons. Uh, you know who you are. Thanks for all the wonderful music we've been working on. Songs are in the rough stages, but I hope one day to put out an album with y'all. Uh, for me, a little special gratitude uh, this episode. Uh, this past uh, September 15th marked one year since uh, me and Eric's grandmother had passed away. It's been a... Difficult, crazy year, uh, but you know she's in a better place and she's resting now. But just a you know somber day uh, to move past. We love you, we miss you, and uh, just wanted to share your light with the world one time, Grandma. Love you, love you, Grandma. It's beautiful. Alrighty, guys, I have uh, two shout outs today. So the first one I want to shout out to it's like a concept, a little conceptual car over here. Um, I want to shout out the creative <laughs> process. Uh, Edge is right. We did go through a lot of back of house changes recently, and it's been pretty healthy discussions back and forth about how to run things and how to go forward with things. And we're getting a better footing on it. It doesn't always go good. It doesn't always smooth sail. But the fact that we do have a good platform to rebuild on certain things is really good. Um, You don't always get it in the bag the first or second time. Um, Planning can just planning can change in the middle of the day. You can make audibles. I like that we can. I like that we're flexible enough. We don't have corporate interests making us do certain things, which is good. Like we still have our autonomy and it's still a democracy. And it's been it's been a nice learning thing because if you treat your if you treat your creative pursuits professionally, I think they pay off. Cause you can't just be an artist. You have to also manage it too, because you can be like the wild artist types, like the Jaco Pastoriuses and all that stuff, but you don't get like you don't get a good footing on the future that way. You can you can make a crater or you can make a good impact is, is what I'm thinking. 
but yeah, there's that. And, uh, just want to shout out my lady and her little one, uh, went to cheer practice yesterday. It was very fun. Um, just sat in the bleachers. <laughs> it was cool. Just kind of picking up on all that and seeing how that world goes, but I'm living that cheer life. Y'all showing up, giving hugs, being like, congrats. Yeah. You got a little taste of that dad mode, huh? Yeah. Have to be. And shout out to Clarice too for all, all her work. Yeah. With she did for Big Rich and I with, with dad mode. Now she's going to help out WFS and the rest of the Chasm crew. So yeah, sure. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that, man. That sounds like you're enjoying life, Car. It's been cool. I have to be excited for cartwheels, I guess. But uh, also shout out to Clarice. <laughs> uh, she's the part of the... Yeah, she's a part of the creative process now, too. So it's always good to get a, a different take on things. She's got an eye. Absolutely. For sure. and, and one more time, thank you all, our listeners, and to you two and everybody else in the crew. Thank you all for being patient um, and just being good troopers. You know, this doesn't run without you guys. You know, I, I couldn't do this without you guys. It's We're a team, and everybody's input and thoughts are, are valuable. So. With that, let's get moving. So, my man Emilio, hit me up. So, we made some changes recently. We've put WFS and Soon Dad Mode will be on YouTube. We won't have the videos there yet for either show, but you'll be able to at least listen to the to the content there. And, um, Carr, thank you for telling me that so many people listen, just listen to YouTube in the background. That's a market we just haven't tapped into. So we're really late in the in the game to adding stuff out there. But that's where Emilio listened to the show. So he's listening to the show. And then he's like, bro, I have this spear he's talking about. Have I not shown him my spear? And so he got done listening to the show. And he's like, hey, so I listened to your show. And he was all like mad aggressive about it. And I'm like, did I piss you off? He's like, have I not shown you my spear? <laughs> I said, well, that sounds kind of kind of, you know, iffy if you kept catching my drift, but okay. And then he proceeds to tell me that at Academy years ago, he bought a spear, he bought a tactical shovel and a machete. Well, it's a, it's basically a sword all at Academy. And he's, I even got the prices. So like the shovel, uh, let me pull it up real quick. And have that link ready. I know the, 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 sho- the machete is a gladius. I think it's called like a gladius shovel or something or a gladius sword, gladius machete. That thing looks ridiculous man it's like something it looks like the minecraft sword or something but not three-dimensional and pixelated and then uh the m48 tactical shovel that looks pretty beastly i kind of want to buy it i'm not gonna lie to you it looks like you can you can really impale somebody with that thing if you need to (laughs) and then the reaper tax survival spear is what he was telling me about and it's got even like a little case on the front that you can cover uh you can cover the blade with (laughs) So I thought that was pretty sick. And then, so I was like, why did you buy all this stuff at once? My man proceeds with telling me that with all the people that get shot these days or stabbed or beat bludgeoned, if, you know, with home invasions, he said, what if somebody just died by a spear? (laughs) He wants to be that statistic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my, my buddy, he's got like all kinds of weapons in this collection, tactical shotgun that he never sold to me. Just, just letting you know, you never sold me that tactical shotgun. I want that. It's like semi-automatic, bro. I want it. Mm. Anyway, um, so he's got like all kinds of stuff, but he said he keeps the shovel by the top of the stairs. That way, if somebody tries to do a home invasion, he could just go shoom, catch them from the top of the stairs. Like, that's, that, that's his Aztec kicking in. So, yeah, hear apocalypto <laughs> music with a spear around. <laughs> right, 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 right. So now that a, you guys know what to do, you can go out and get them. 
got to have an Amazon Alexa set up with that, you know, turn your lights red. I've seen that on Instagram, intruder alert. And then you just hit them with a tactical spear. It's like Predator. Just go. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what? Give me all your, give me all your, ah. and just, yeah. I, I just want to hear that. They hear that? That's the sound of the air leaving your lungs. And just, dang. <laughs> Castle Law, like what is Castle Law kicking? The judge is going to be very amused. Like, so you threw a spear at the guy. Yeah, he was breaking into my home. Okay. What's I mean, yeah, yeah. Did you register that spear, sir? No, I'm just that's the thing. You don't need to, you need to register a spear. That's brilliant. You can, uh, I don't know, mall ninjas. Woo! He's a fellow mall ninja. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hey, by proxy, right? Yeah. No, he just is. He just is. He's one of the ones that. Know, he's one of the ones that didn't that didn't go to pocket knives. He just stayed true. He's one of the few. <laughs> hey, and we we I, we announced our alliance a long time ago. So. Me, Car, well, my friend, our friend, R, yeah. Car, you know, they're part of the Mall Ninjas. And then me and Trey, we, you know, we have an alliance. We're part of the food court pimps. <laughs> <laughs> you stand in front of the subway. Us. That's right. That's right. Hey, baby, I see you getting that, uh, that, Annie's, that Annie's pretzel over there. Why don't you come sit down for a minute? Let me talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no salt on this pretzel. No, okay, I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be very so anyway, the truth is out there, man. Let's holler at us. What you got, Carl? So I want to, uh, I want to apologize on behalf of my race, the the beautiful Mexican <laughs> people. I'm really, really, really disappointed that this one kind of flew past the government and ended up in their front door. Um, Mexican Congress was presented a very interesting find this week. They ended up getting a bunch of alien bodies presented to them with a bunch of evidence supporting that they're not from terrestrial origins. But when you just look at them, they just look like piñatas. Like they look like little paper mache piñatas and they're like not even three feet long. And they're just goofy looking. Like I was, when I heard the news, I just saw the article and read it and I didn't want to dig in deeper because I was in work. I was at work and I think you guys know, like whenever I hear about stuff like this, I get like really anxious because the truth is out there, man. I get like, I get like really scared. That's like one of my true fears. Like I'm going to give it to you guys, like all of, all of the chasm space, like my big fear is the little spooky green guys and like the UFOs and all that <laughs> stuff. Like that's the one thing that gets me to stay up at night because I just don't know what it is. So anyways, there I'm at work. I finished my day. I'm like tripping super hard on it. I go home. I pull up the photo. Like, what do they look like? Oh my God. And then I see these little piñatas. I'm like, what? And <laughs> to give you a visual description, if you don't want to even bother with the internet traffic and end up on some list of, of, of schmucks, um, this is what they look like. They're like about three feet long. They got big old bulbous heads. They have circular ribs that go throughout their whole torso. One of them was reported to have eggs still in its in its uh, its cloaca. Yeah, they had they apparently had like tendons and genitals and all these things too. But if you look at it, like it's just really not like that. And then, and then the internet doesn't do it any favors because we're in the era of like nice photography and stuff. Like they had uh-huh. they had, they had professional photographers in, in front of Congress. Who who would have thought? So they put all these photos up in these things that look like little coffins. Like it looked like the undertaker was going to come out of them, but it was these little dudes and they just look horrible. Like they look terrible. They make, they make a whole embarrassing thing and they kind of bring back the whole, they kind of set back the whole disclosure thing, which I don't really know how it's going, but I know we've been getting more and more kind of evidence supporting that there are things out there that we don't quite understand yet. And uh, this just seems like a kick in the face, but I was thinking about it too sincerely. Like, a lot of this stuff is veiled in in fiction. There's like a 60-40 rule or maybe like even an 80-20 rule where you get little tidbits of the truth, 
but you have to funnel through all these like lies to be able to get to it. That's kind of the way misinformation works. Like that's how you compartmentalize things. And that's how you give proper information to those who are savvy enough to go through it. This is a, this is like a normal news day for people that read like weekly world news. When like I was a kid, I go to HB <laughs> and like, I read all that stuff. And it just seems like that has just come to life, but in Spanish, <laughs> man, you, when, when you, when you just said that, that, that took me back, man, I forgot about weekly world news. I mean, it's like next to the Inquirer, and I think in the UK it's the daily sun or something like that. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just, they're just, oh. they're just newspaper pulpy things. And I used to have like a box of uh-huh. them in my bed when I was a kid, like so much. I love them. <laughs> so it felt like that. So another description of those aliens, man. If you've ever seen the first Men in Black, yeah, in the little tiny alien, isn't it? Wasn't it in somebody's head? Yeah, it was like a, it was. Yeah, it was like ahead. it was like in the jeweler's head. He had like a big head, and he was like That's with all these was. levers. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it looks like, man. And I mean, it's just like, well, not exactly, but it's very close. It's super it's, close. It's incredibly close. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So. Man, if anybody knows me, they know that I love uh, the space travel and the uh, astronomical world. I was so disappointed, man. I couldn't <laughs> even tell you when I what in the banker box is going on there, man. When they, <laughs> they pulled those things out, I was like, "What is this?" I expected some, I don't know, cryogenic chamber they're going to open up and <laughs> have. I don't know. I guess that's my sci-fi going on there. But I expected something more than a banker box with some pillow cushions underneath yeah. them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just love that you keep saying banker box. <laughs> You're right. It's, it was like a weird Halloween decoration coffin thing. Like, yeah, it looked like something that got transformed into a coffin for this thing. But did you buy this at Spirit? Yeah, for real? dude, this is a Spirit store alien. Like, if they don't, if Spirit doesn't capitalize on this and make like facsimiles of this, like, I don't have faith in the Spirit store this year. They have to. Like, they I, have to. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Mm. So we're, we're kind of deviating from the uh the the bull the bull crappery of the mm-hmm. whole situation is that a word um but if our alien counterparts came down well let's let's back that up let's let's rephrase this do you believe we're alone and if you don't believe or do believe you're alone if you if you do believe we're not alone you know would you be scared if they came and made contact with us now i know that's a broad question what broad way of putting it but i'll just kind of let you guys answer that however you want um so for me i i don't think there's really any way that you can look at the vastness of the universe Mm -hmm. um and think that this one small little speck in the sky is the only place that life has developed. What that life looks like, you don't know. Could be microbes. It could be jellyfish under three miles of ice. Mm. Uh, but you know, you never know what life will look like out there. But I don't think we're alone in that regard. Um, it interstellar travel is difficult. I think if they get here. I would be afraid because of that. If you can master interstellar travel, basically you're either moving almost to the speed of light or you're warping space time um, to get from one place to another very rapidly. And if you can do yeah. either one of those things, there's, you can like, what else can you, can't you do? Yeah. Um, you have to mm-hmm. comprehend that intelligence and the danger that comes with that. Um, I don't think they'd want to mess with us. 
I think they'd be watching us and be like, oh, no, 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 not yet, not for these guys. But that's just my take on it. So you bring up a good point. I just brought up the the Kardashev scale. I told you guys about this before, but uh, there's a what is he? Some sort of scientist, man. No, he was a Soviet astronomer named Nikolai Kardashev. In like the '60s, he created a rubric for developing civilizations as a whole. So this is like the whole of humanity, and or just just in general civilizations. He thought of bigger picture. He thought of like a of like a not a galaxy, but a universal kind of scale for how a civilization should grow and adapt, like coming into technology. And so type one civilizations can access all the available energy in their planet, in their terrestrial space. So that's, you know, it's trees, oil, nuclear weapons, stuff like that. That's kind of on the higher end of where we're at right now. Um, Type two, they can kind of consume the energy and harvest the energy from their local galaxy. So that's other planets, minerals, that's star power. Um, That's just like kind of sci-fi right now, but it is possible given that we get a couple more hundred years to get a crack at that. And type three is anything that can pop out of its galaxy and harvest power from everything, like anything in its reach. So ideally, I think the only way that a civilization would contact us is if they were already established as a type three, or if there's more types to, to, to kind of obloviate on, they'd be there. But like, why would a type three civilization intervene with like a barely flourishing type one civilization? We're like at the apex of where we should be to be able to start dominating our, our local star system. And so, gotcha. So gotcha. Like, yeah, like that's our dominion right there. Anything outside of that would have to come into our space. But then you get that whole funny thing of relativity and, and relativity and space time, how things just change and morph over time. And you you want to kind of transcend your physical boundaries at that point, in my opinion, because like we're like we're meat popsicles, like they say in a, a, a third <laughs> element or the fifth element. <laughs> I'm just a meat popsicle. Like we're just meat popsicles spinning on a rock in space. Like that's all we are. But once we start transcending that, like we have to shed that, right? Like what is life yeah. out there? Like what what does the next iteration of life turn into so we can propagate and live in space to be able to communicate with other civilizations? Like that doesn't seem like a physical concept to me. Like when I think about that stuff, like I think it goes beyond what we can see and perceive because we're in the third dimension, but other dimensions start getting a little kooky with the way things start working. So is there sentience in other dimensions and how does that travel down to ours? What do we see? You know, what do we perceive? Yeah. I think, uh, I think there's something there with the way we see and, and hear things like in the way we have in every civilization or in, in every, every like race and culture that we have in our earth. Like they have some sort of little green man and they have some sort of like Bigfoot. They have some sort of UFO thing. Like they have all yeah, these things absolutely. that are like shared. They're like shared experiences. But what does that really mean? I think it's deeper than what we see, but I don't think we're ready to really comprehend what those things are. But anyways, to answer your question, I'd be scared. I'm scared now just thinking of it. I'd be super scared. Like, man, there's nothing that will like stop any kind of civilization like that from uh, having the upper hand in any kind of combat. And I don't know. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Like at that they point. They can get here. Yeah. They, they can get here. I think we're just another resource. That's all it is. I think we're just another set of resources for them to harvest at that point. We don't have any control at that point. Like we are in their dominion, you know? It'd be like Jay-Z when he was talking to Nas. Yeah, I sampled your voice. You're using it wrong. It's like, yeah, we took your planet. You're using it wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, they're going to drink our milkshake. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it's. I, I'm not saying that we don't have a chance against them, but we also don't know what they are, what they're capable of, 
so to an- to answer my own question, I don't think we're alone. I I like I don't want to go too crazy into it today. This might be for like a special episode where we just talk about existence. Yeah. Right. In our in the galaxy and everything thereof, right? But I I look at how we are how we are living, where we are in relation to everything else just within our galaxy. Mm-hmm. And then there's so many other galaxies. And it's like if you get the most biggest powerful satellite or, or excuse me, um Telescope, right? I forgot what's what's the one that we have. Like, not the, is it the Hubble or the Hubble one's retired? It's the uh, James Webb. I think yeah, James Webb's a new, yeah. a new one. Yeah, newest. Yeah, so it's like it's like getting a flashlight, right? You know how when you go into a really dusty room and they take a picture, they do a quick flash, and you see all the specks of dust in the air. Yeah, I feel like that's what we were we were looking into with space, and 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 that's actual stuff. Yeah. Stars, planets, dwarf planets, moons. You know what I mean? And that's just as far as that thing can see. Mm-hmm. Like, what's beyond that? Yeah. What about the things we can't see? We have no frame of reference, no recollection. So, yeah, I think that we're definitely not alone here. I wouldn't be surprised if there's stuff already here on the planet that's just in the shadows. Yeah, that's, that's you know, what if <laughs> what if animals are aliens, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> octopuses, man. Yeah, dude. I'm saying. Uh, sh- Has anybody started, been dog. to the complete bottom of the ocean? I'm just I'm just saying, dude, I, there's a whole lot to think of. Again, we've got to do a whole episode on just this entire conversation without freaking car out. But all yeah. I'm going to say is, <laughs> dear aliens out there, if you're if you've intercepted this live signal of this episode, or you go deep into the archives of humanity and you dig this out hundreds of years later, please know that if time travel is possible, go back, send me an alien boy, and I will raise that alien or a girl, and I will name that baby Darnell, <laughs> <laughs> and I promise you that boy will be the savior of the universe. He will drink. She will drink. Whatever. It, they, them, whatever. Not that big. person, that that creature will drink the sun's radiation and its cells and it will become the greatest hero. I'm just going to change one thing. It's not going to be wearing red, white, and blue. I'm an African-American. It's going to be wearing the red, the black, <laughs> and the green. <laughs> Superman. There you go. Man, you asking for a Kryptonian, uh, Kryptonian they're going to fuck around sending you a predator, my dog. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Little Xenomorph. They're like, he's got dreadlocks at least. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what you people like, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, okay. So, I didn't even touch on the big thing. Like, this this whole thing that happened in Mexican con- that happened in Mexican Congress was brought to us by a guy named Jaime Mosan. So he's Mm -hmm. like a local charlatan in Mexico. He's been on news broadcasts and stuff. And he's been at this alien like stuff for like years already. He's been presenting fake mummies to everybody for a very long time. He's gone as far as to say he's seen a statue of the Virgin Mary like cry one time. So the dude's like just not honest. So that's the biggest red flag for me um, for this whole thing. He's uh, 
he's just known to just lie about things. And this is no different than any other thing he's done before. They look very similar to the stuff that he's brought out before, but he just, I don't know how, man, sometimes you just get a golden shot and you get to talk to Congress. Like just how it works. Sometimes <laughs> it was a slow news day, I guess for, for Mexico or whatever. Congress didn't really have much going on. Um, but yeah, yeah. Th- there's people that debunk the whole thing. There's, there's human bones, there's llama bones. There's actually like, I dug a little deeper into the skull of the thing. It's actually like the brain case of a llama skull. Like if you cut it out, it's the exact same shape and brain stem uh, space that would fit. It's just inverted and you see the back end of that thing as that thing's face. And there's Mm. mismatching human bones. There's like bones that are just cut off flat that just don't exist in your body. And yeah, it's just little bones have been flipped upside down. So physically they wouldn't work correctly. Um, it's just like a weird hodgepodge. Like it's a, it's a very disturbing piñata, like full of bones and, and, and grocks and goop and paper machine. It sounds like they were trying really hard to convince somebody. Like they really put in the work to say, Hey, look, see, we got something. You I think it's, mean? I think it's very artful, <laughs> but it's crazy. I want to know how long that took. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to know how much time and effort went into that for it to look that like part. a piñata. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing that's the most disappointing. Three of years of my work and research, yeah, just shot down by wave of the future. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that, that dude's looking. Wave for of me the now. ray gun. Yeah, I don't know. But hey, speaking of waves, oh yeah. sorry, go ahead. That's that's that. Uh, yeah, UFOs. It sucks, Mexico. Damn <laughs> it, Mexico. Yep. Okay, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, what? X Files. X Files, man. Ah, the truth my is bad, out my there. Bad. You're no, right. right. Twilight Zone. Yeah. There's something on the wing. Yeah, let's talk about something that matters now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just, just switch gears, man. Go ahead. Just uh, you know, just want to bring uh, world events to some people's attention here, man. Uh, so if you don't know about the situation that's going on in Libya right now, uh, Mediterranean storm Daniel, uh, has brought a wide range of flooding, uh, to the North African nation. Um, as mm-hmm. of, uh, yesterday, actually the article I have a little updated, uh, 11,300 people have been, you know, told, you know, deceased and then still another, 10,100 people that are missing. Um, so just a massively sad situation, um, going out there, hearts and prayers and our best wishes go out to the folks. These are human beings out there, man, uh, that are being displaced. Homes are destroyed. Lives are lost. Loved ones are lost. Uh, so just, be at the front for it, uh, the forefront of your mind. Uh, you know, when you're enjoying the life that you have, there's this struggle that's kind of going out there and give, uh, again, well wishes and lots of love out to the, the Libyan folks as they go through this. Right. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, we don't have like the greatest political history with Libya. Isn't that where Gaddafi was from? If I'm not mistaken. Um, but that aside, like Trey said, and beautifully put, by the way, um, these are humans and 30 million cubic meters of water onto the city. 30 million. I mean, let's just dump a lake or an ocean onto a city, not an ocean probably, but like a massive lake, you know, like that's just, that's a lot. And if they don't have the infrastructure to be able to properly drain that, I don't think any city in the world has got really 
the infrastructure to be able to handle something like that. I mean, you guys see what it's like here in the tone when we get a lot of rain. You got people that try to drive under Interstate 35 and end up drowning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be funny about it. These are these are genuinely, this is what happens in our city alone. And we're more, quote unquote, advanced than that city of Libya in Libya. So you're right, man. Uh, our hearts, our minds, prayers, all that. I know people get upset when you say thoughts and prayers, but I mean, there's not a lot we can do from where we're sitting. And I say not a lot. I didn't say there's nothing we can do. There are relief funds that you can donate to. In my personal opinion, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to like spend their dollars, but like I said with Hawaii and the the situation in in, uh, Maui, try to find local relief funds and charities to give to because you know that's going to go directly to the people right away. Uh, A few examples of some here in Libya, you've got the Islamic Relief Worldwide uh, Fund, and that was launched to to give people financial support um, during the floods. And they're working with local partners on the ground to provide food, blankets, mattresses, and other aids. They've already committed to giving up a hundred thousand or giving a hundred thousand, uh, that would be 125, sorry, a hundred thousand Euro, which would be 125,000 us dollars to providing emergency assistance. Um, you can also reach out to Libya in the UK. That's, that's run by Libyan people in Britain, young Libyan people living in Britain, You've got Care International. They provide humanitarian relief during crises. The International Medical Corps, uh, the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, and then UNICEF U Uniform, November, Indigo, Charlie, Echo, Foxtrot, UNICEF. They are a UN agency that focuses on the well-being of children. Hmm. And so for, for Trey and I being dads and and you, Carr, being in a relationship with a person who has a child, you know, got to think of the kids. Always thinking about the kids. So, again, I would probably focus on more of the local things for sure because you know your dollars are going to help there. From other things that I read um, just within the last 24 hours, it seems like some of the infighting that's taking place within Libya is kind of starting to die down just a little bit. Hmm. They're focused on unifying, you know, the Bloods and Crips are saying, look, look, man, we ain't got no truth to shoot at each other with, dog. We can't do nothing over here. The Whatever the equivalent is over there, they're <laughs> like, hey, look, let's put the, let's put the, let's put the weapons down. Let's put the beef down. Let's rebuild the, the society that we're in. So when I hear stuff like that, that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Well put, man. Well put, well said. Yeah, it's a lot better just to try and focus your efforts on doing what you can monetarily. Or, or socially, you could talk about it. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of different ways to do this, but it's a beautiful thing when you can have a platform to talk about it. So if any of you out there listening can spread the word, by all means do it. And uh, yeah, it starts there. It starts there and you got to wake up every day and be very thankful for the things that we have because something as precious as water, in some places they don't have water, it can also be as destructive as it is now in this place. So it just shows us how how much of an impact, like how deeply our flag is actually is actually planted into this earth. Like it could get swept away, literally. It's crazy, man. Water gives life or helps life and or sustains it, and it could also take it away. Mm-hmm. It just shows you too much of a thing, you know. And not not saying too much, like as in greed, but physically, this would be too much water. So, 
Yeah, it's a man. Lot of water, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Mother Nature is uh, not happy with us from earthquakes and floods and volcanoes. I mean, our planet, you know, not to get on a whole climate change, climate crisis kick or anything like that, but, you know, whatever we're doing to our planet, it's uh, it's not responding very well. Yeah. And, Dude, you know, change. I don't... I don't know what it is for you two gentlemen, but does it feel like to you things have gotten more intense from a climate perspective or it just feels like that because we're a lot more dialed in to each other through technological means, whether it's social media or being able to pull, quickly pull up news across the world through the Internet? I think it's a steady mix of both. Um, yeah. ever since the advent of the smartphone, I think historians are going to look back and they're going to have a whole lot more firsthand information that they had before. Cause like before people had journals and letters and stationery that they talked to their loved ones with, and you'd get your update on how the war was going or et cetera. But this is like every, every person has a documentary maker in their hand now, like from, from the cheapest phone to the most expensive phone, it could still capture very pertinent information. And that's coming on in real time. Like you can look back and you can see the most recent conflicts, like all in the eyes of the people that were in it. That's unique. I think that's unique to this era. Uh, but I think it's a steady mix of both, man, because it is happening a lot more frequently. And I think it's I think it's happened like this for a long time already, but I think it's just ramping up and we're getting these stats that we haven't been able to in the last hundred years. And we're kind of seeing a trend here and whether or not whether or not that's something people want to talk about politically or objectively, that's not any of my business, but something's happening and we're all sharing it with each other. So why are we, why are we nitpicking these things? We should just, you know, figure out a, a solution. I, uh, I agree uh, with car. I think, you know, the smartphone and, and the Twitters and the Facebooks or the X's and the, the X's and the O's, uh, <laughs> um, make everything just it's right there for you as it happens when it comes to like major cataclysmic not cataclysmic but catastrophic uh events like this i think these things are notated in time in one way or another no matter if you go back 20 years from when email first came out or if you go back 200 years and you had to write everything down Major things like this, I think, get recorded in time. And I think science uh, does a good job in analyzing that to look for the trends and see the trends of increasing storms that we're seeing or major, again, events that we're seeing. Uh, but also, you know, things like hell storms, they're more frequent now. But now all you have to do is open your app and you can see that, oh, there's hell storms everywhere that used to happen every everywhere all the time you didn't know things like that yeah uh, but again the larger scale events i don't think it's about the world being smaller i think it's about the world acting different yeah or, or reacting to us right mm -hmm. reacting differently mm -hmm. yeah i i agree with both of what you guys are saying i mean y'all are spot on um <laughs> it, it is it is what it is. And that's, that sounds so vague, but I mean, like we're in the here, we're in the now we have the data, we have the technology and it's not like 
police brutality or racism or whatever that happens where it's like, oh my gosh, can you believe that's happening? Oh, there are cops that don't like minorities, you know, or something like that. And it's like, yeah, we've, we've always known that just people are capturing it on their cell phone now. Yeah. A lot because back then you didn't have a mobile computer as Carson that can make a documentary on the fly using iMovie or whatever it is. Yeah. That, that stuff has always taken place. And with the growing storms and shifts in our world, I mean, you guys have seen that the glaciers, right, are starting to they're go, they're melting. And that's causing more flood. And so I'm, I'm imagining in areas where it's dried up because of the heat, those glaciers start to melt and it regenerates the water levels, you know? And, and that, again, I'm not a client scientist or anything like that. I'm not going to get too crazy into it. But all that to say is, yeah, you both, are, in my opinion, are swimming in the right direction. Y'all, y'all get it. And I am worried that we're reaching a point of no return. Yeah. You keep seeing you keep seeing all this stuff pop up about the doomsday clock and talking about, you know, we need to change now. We only we have only so much time. And I'm I'm hoping that the leaders of our world, and I mean all of them, excluding nobody, the leaders at the highest levels are starting to actually sit down and go, All right, y'all, we're effing up here. Let's 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 try to figure this out. Let's try to act under the same rules and not just make changes because it's cool for some hippies. No offense to those to those folks, but I mean, meaningful change, you know, cool. Yes. Recycling. Sure. That helps. Yeah. We're going to we're going to do away with fossil fuel cars, but OK, cool. What does that mean? Because you still got to mine lithium and cobalt and all this other stuff. Let's really start looking at the most efficient energies to like reduce the strain on the ecosystem. Cause as mentioned, mother nature is pissed and Man. she's going to be coming for us. I mean, she already came for Apple. <laughs> I was about to say, you know what I'm saying? She, yeah. <laughs> she, she showed up, she talked to Tim cook. She had them sweating dog and she's not playing. She is not playing. And Tim had no choice. He reacted the way he did. Mother, look, we they, they, we've made our very first carbon neutral, uh, Apple watch. And she was happy too. Sorry. She was like, "Okay, do I get she a was cut? very happy and through that scowl." <laughs> do I get I, a cut? <laughs> hey, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, we're talking about we're moving into our uh, Apple announcements for the iPhone and the Apple Watch, and they had an extremely cringe. Well, I won't say extremely, but it was a kind of a cringe, self congratulatory yeah, video. That's, what that's it was. honestly what kind of made me rub me the wrong way. It was like, look at what we're doing. Oh yeah, I'm patting my own. I'm patting my own shoulder. And look, they should be proud of themselves for helping reduce the strain on our globe, but let somebody else do that. Well, Be humble. Well, Sit down. Yeah. So here's the thing too. So I think there's like a billion iPhones out there proliferated in the world. So that's like one in five people. That's one in five people that have like 10 lightning cables. You know what I mean? So they're the ones that kind of created one in five e-waste devices. So, yeah, it's kind of nice that they're backtracking a little bit. But, yeah, this is a big deal because this new iPhone, I don't know if you guys knew, it's the biggest, flashiest thing. I mean, I'll get into the specs right now. We have four new iPhones on deck, none of which are carbon compliant quite yet. Um, They're getting better. But, (laughs) like, the big thing right now is that they got the Apple Watch, like, on deck with the whole carbon compliant thing. Or not carbon compliant, but just eco-friendly. So, they're made of plastic. Carbon neutral. Carbon neutral. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Um, You're good, brother. So, 
yeah, they're they're getting better. These whole all new devices are maybe trying to get towards more sustainable materials. They're getting there. Not quite there yet, but still, it's like a nice pat on the back, self-congratulatory. We have four phones. We have iPhone 15 Plus, iPhone 15 Pro, iPhone 15 Pro Max. So we got four different devices on deck. There's variances in all of them. Uh, there's two processors between the two models. The standard issue has the new A16 Bionic, and the Pro has the A17 Pro. So we got two different two different classes of phone for two different types of users. And we got these things all coming out, uh, hopefully by the end of this next week. Um, but yeah, there's a whole yep. bunch of features. I think the biggest feature right now is USB-C, but it comes at a price for certain models. Like the standard iPhones won't get the super fast USB-3, um, but they'll get a USB-C slot so they can you know share with, share with the girlfriend that's got an Android, just like me. <laughs> we, can, we can all live a happy existence together with the same cable and e-waste that we're producing. Um, but yeah, there's just new things like that. The screens are beautiful. The biggest, baddest iPhone has the newest lens. They have a 5X zoom. They have like some sort of equivalent to where they did math and they created a lens that captures about 120 millimeter lens, uh, uh, like quality and focal length. So they just jam packed all that stuff in there. Um, there's, Mm. we're getting from price ranges from about $800 to about $1,200 or $1,500 if you're going to get the top of the line. So uh, do you, do you have the exact prices? So let's see, I have off contract prices. Yeah. It says seven ninety nine for a one twenty eight gig iPhone, five, uh, iPhone 15, eight ninety nine for a one twenty eight uh, pro or plus nine ninety nine mm. for a one twenty eight pro. And then eleven ninety nine for a 256 gig pro max. They're going to start at 256 gigabytes. So the most expensive one in that range is going to be 1599 and the cheapest one is going to be seven ninety nine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you, man. So, yeah. Uh, just to pivot back real quick on the, uh, to the carbon neutral talk. So according to Apple, um, both models of the iPhone 15 and the 15 plus will be using 100% recycled cobalt in the battery hmm. and 100% recycled copper in the main lo- uh, logic board, copper wire in the taptic engine and copper foil in the inductive charger and MagSafe. And these are all first for the iPhone, by the way. And yeah. then both models include also 75% recycled aluminum in the enclosure, 100% recycled rare earth elements in all magnets, and 100% recycled gold in the USB-C uh, connector, as well as the gold plating and tin solder- soldering, I was going to say soldering, <laughs> um, in multiple printed circuit boards. So they have this thing, oh, also fine woven, fine woven is like a new, um, it's like a micro twill cloth suede like texture. Yeah. And it's made from 68% post consumer recycled content and has a significantly lower carbon emissions compared to uh, leather. Yeah. So their, their goal is to reach 2030 and be completely carbon neutral across the, po- the product line. We're talking everything phones, watches, tablets, computers, servers. I don't even, well, do they really have servers anymore? Not anymore. But you get what I, yeah, I was going to say, um, but all, across all their product line. So that's really ambitious. We have seven years to go. It's not impossible. Yeah. It just depends on how the the demand is and whether or not they're going to be able to meet, get enough supply to meet that demand, then also get other <clears throat> other manufacturers of these elements or, or component holders. Is that the right word? component makers uh, 
whether they had the um, they're able to actually do that, right? Whether they're actually able to take these elements. So I'm excited to hear that. I think that is good for us, but will that become the industry standard? We don't know. Hmm. Yeah, because good. when you think about Apple and the iPhone, you've got just whatever it is that they make. They don't have other people who make, it's not like Windows or an Android, right? So mm-hmm. you've got Apple making everything. They control every aspect. The they, they make the hardware, the software to take advantage of the hardware. And then they do the production process, right? And then you've got the user experience and then you've got the sourcing and blah, 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 blah. There's all these other things that they do. Whereas you're Samsung, you're HTC, I'm Huawei. This guy over here is is uh, Motorola and the us four people, our four companies have our own way of sourcing and pulling and getting stuff. We all probably go through Foxconn yeah. in India or China to have these phones and these devices built. And that's just phones. We're not talking about the Microsofts and the Dells and the Lenovo's and the HP's and the Alienware, which is Dell, but you know, MSI, who make all these different Windows-based and Linux-based machines. Apple controls everything across their product line and who they can, who they work with. Yeah. So I think it's a lot easier for a company like them to reach that goal. Whereas it's going to be harder for someone like Samsung and those other guys, they're going to have, they're all trying to use somebody else's software, but making hardware to take advantage of that software, they would all have to kind of get together because when you start thinking about consistency and things like that, you know, the software made by Google, the software made by, um, Microsoft and then Linux being open source or Unix or whatever, it made react to certain components and elements differently because it's not, they're not built. The software isn't built with that stuff in mind. I mean, I could be totally talking out of school here. So anybody who is actually like a hardware tech guru who knows how these things work, a, a, a supply chain guy, etc., write us wave of the few shore at gmail.com WFS show on Twitter wave of the few shore at, well, that is at wave of the few shore on Instagram and threads. And also our Facebook page, facebook.com slash wave of the few shore. So sounds like a shameless plug, but we really want to hear back from y'all. Like, yeah. Correct us, correct us if we're wrong. So while you're talking about supply chain stuff, I think Apple's next best move is going to show us how reclaiming uh, old e-waste is going to be beneficial for not only them, but the industry as a whole. Yeah. That's a big thing. Like what, what, what machinations are they putting in place to be able to reclaim this gold, this tin, this silver, this, what have you like right now, from what I know that there's little kids in third world countries that burn piles of trash to be able to reclaim their minerals. And that's mm-hmm. like the worst thing for the for the planet and for them. They're breathing in carcinogens every day, and they're just getting a couple little scraps of, of unpurified gold just to sell at a at a cut cost. You know, so can they eliminate that stuff? Can they show us as a consumer that they're making efforts for that? Because we could talk about carbon neutral all day, but like, what are they doing as an industry leader to get the other guys to get on board with that and eliminate those things? Absolutely, man. You, dude, you nailed it. I mean. That's just one, as again, that's one company trying to live up to that standard. But is is everybody else going to do that? Yeah. Just just you doing something really doesn't make a change. You've got to get people on board with you. And 
that's going to be, I guess, a key thing to watch out for as this plays out over the next seven, 10 years, see if they can get people on board with that. Or do consumers just start cutting folks off that aren't in that? Or do Congress and, uh, you know, uh, governments across the the world put in infrastructure to force their hand into that yeah. uh, realm. You know, how yeah. is that going to play out? There's a lot of things on how that could play out. Um, I would see it going more the latter. I would see these companies not doing anything. It doesn't matter what Apple does. I don't think they're going to do anything until they're forced. If it's going to give them a slight decrease in revenue. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it's the whole reason why, Let's let's be real here, right? It's the whole reason why we have USB C yeah. on the iPhone to begin with, is because the EU came in and said, "Look, we're tired of having all these different chargers and cable types and connectors. There's a standard out there. If you're going to operate in the EU, let's do it." And so, I was going to say operating system. I don't know why I said that, but or thinking <laughs> that, but you know, Apple probably looks at their bottom line and says, "Do we want to really fight this anymore? Do we want to make?" two different iPhones or iPhones for one country, one region, and then the rest of the world do this, or we just make it standardized across the product line. Yeah. And I'm that's one good thing about having these these sorts of standards um, in place because it, it, it helps the greater good and it makes things easier for everybody. Now, some caveats to that USB-C. If you're an iPhone 15 or a 15 plus user, you don't get the super fast charging that or and data transfer speeds that yeah. you get in the pro that USB-C is capable of. You're still stuck at that 2.1 BS, which come on, guys. Oh, hey, next year on the iPhone 16, it's now faster. It's like you you you, you nerfed it. It's planned obsolescence, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You you nerfed the phone. Like you're you're not you ain't fooling nobody. You ain't fooling nobody. You know, but the, if you get the iPhone Pro and the iPhone Pro Max. Then you're getting those, that 3.2, I think the current standard's 3.2 now. Yeah. So you're getting that 3.2 USB 3 uh, speed, or were we on USB 4? Whatever. You're getting that that speed. And then also, you're 3, thank you. And you're getting that USB data transfer speed, which I think goes up to 10 gigabytes. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what they're saying yeah, for the pros. Yeah, it's a good second. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, so, go ahead, man. Yeah, that's just for like fast file transfer if you're shooting a movie. Um it seems it seems like it's a good step in the right direction. But you're right. I'm glad that a company like this can respond to pressure from a from a federal organization that does have the greater good in mind. Because that's good. That shows that they want to adapt to change and be responsible for stuff. But it's about 20 years kind of late. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I mean, better late than never. You know. Yeah. And then that's you know going back to what Trey said. I I, I agree, man. You're. I think they're going to have to. There's going to have to be more regulation like that across the board. And I'm not looking for a one world government because that's what they're trying to do. You know, this is Alex Jones's legend of the world. There, there's a war for your mind and your iPhones. No, it's, it's nothing <laughs> like that. I'm not, I'm not thinking of any bull crap like that, but it's like, I think standards help drive innovation, yep. but also protect our environment and our consumers and businesses and et cetera. Not crazy stuff, but let's, <laughs> IBM said it first. Let's build a smarter planet. I don't. I haven't heard nothing from them since. But you know, yeah, right let's idea. build a smarter planet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I know you pre-ordered E. Which one did you get? I got the iPhone 15 Pro. I always go Pro, man. Mm. I like I like the fancier camera. I wanted that speed, baby. I have the I have the iPhone Pro 11 right now. That's what 
if it, when you see the video clips go up on the uh, the two youbes and the in the in the gram of the instance and the in the tweeter box that have the X's, yeah, you know that's that's what you're seeing. You're seeing the iPhone Pro going uh going up on a Tuesday. So what do you what about you, man? So I went ahead and did something unique. Um, I broke out of Android like a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I did it with the lowest phone in the range at the time, which is iPhone 13 mini. I love, I love that phone. It's been a good way to keep in contact with my family ever since I moved out. Like I always had historical issues just trying to call my mom or text her or whatever. I'm losing like every other fourth met- message. Really? Yeah. It was, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was definitely like pushing me in that direction. I'm like, okay, let me go get an iPhone. So for 750 bucks, I got into the ecosystem and then I messed my whole life up after that. I got speakers. I got the watch. <laughs> I'm just, I'm back, dude. I haven't had anything Apple since like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't had anything Apple since I was in college and I had like a 15-inch MacBook Pro. So that's like 10 years ago at this point. Um, But yeah, I ordered the top of the line Pro Max. I got the one with the one terabyte and everything. And it's interesting because today I got the case in the mail and look how big this phone is compared to the mini. Like that's my mini inside of the Max case right there. In the words of Jim Ross, that's a slobber knocker. Look at that. No, this thing's going to like not fit in my pocket, but I'm so stoked. And I did a couple of other things like the reason I got this wasn't just for like the clout or whatever. Uh, one reason is Death Stranding and Resident Evil. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. The gaming. We didn't talk about yeah, the gaming on there, did we? I was going to Yeah, bring. so Pro, Pro is going to bring like console level gaming into your hands, which is crazy. So I'm, I'm here for that. I just want to be at the forefront of that with the ray tracing and all that jazz. So that's kind of cool. I have like a, have a computer in my pocket that can play games. But I'm going to start trying to venture into our more creative ventures spaces. Um I bought a gimbal. I bought a couple of other little things so I can try and start shooting like camera stuff. I can start taking pictures and, and, and capturing video a lot better than what I would without one of the pro models. So yeah, I think uh, I touched on this. Like when we talked about Apple vision pro, like MKBHD kind of said something like beautifully, like when he was talking about pro, like it's a toy for the ultra rich, but a muse for the creative. And this one's going to serve as like a muse for me. Cause I'm excited to see what I can achieve. Like with just, you know, just a smartphone that has a really cool camera. Like it's not the best camera. Photographers are probably laughing. Like he's got an iPhone. He thinks he's a camera guy, but I don't, I'm not that guy. I want to see how far I can get into it before I, you know, if to see if it's a hobby that catches on, because if it doesn't, like I have something that could shoot reliable video for all of us. And top of that, like I was like, play dope games. So if I don't really get into the photo thing, I could just load up death stranding and just whatever. <laughs> You know, I was yeah, actually yeah. looking at lenses before I bought my phone because mm. um, I was looking at trying to do something for this. So like in our shots, I edit our video down to where it like cuts out stuff in the background. <clears throat> but I would love it if I could actually just do a bona fide zoom. That's the one thing that makes me mad about this whole continuity camera that Apple does. Do me a favor, Apple. Give us the option to change how much you see, like the depth, like to crop things out in the background. Mm-hmm. It's a good start. It's a good start, but I'd like to see them innovate, and they probably are going to do that by next year. So they're, they're probably like, just shut up and be patient because next Mac OS in 2024, you're going to have it, yeah. little man. All but your focal stuff. I was yeah. looking, right? I was looking at the lenses to try to attach to my phone so I can just kind of get that view. But a lot of people, dude, you know, you talk about photographers saying you're not a real photographer, but more and more. People are using phones, even photographers are using phones and their actual DSLRs kind of like to augment like each other, right? For certain situations and certain shots and even for video. I mean, you've got dudes who are in 
the industry, like Hollywood is what I'm referring to as the industry when they're not on strike. But you've got folks that are out there that kind of will probably do certain shots with their phone as opposed to their camera because it gives them a certain look. Like um, I was I was reading an article by, um, I forgot it was Deadline, or not Deadline, it was somebody, but they were talking about Zack Snyder when he first left uh, Warner Brothers and started doing Army of the Dead for Netflix mm. and how this was his first time going into digital. And so what he was doing to kind of compensate for that digital look, he was changing out a lot of his older lenses, like bringing a lot of his older lenses back because they give a certain uh, filmy look to digital. And I was like, well, you know, I wonder if I, that's what kind of inspired me to look at the lenses. Like, I wonder if I can bring that also to our video quality, right? It's like, if we could put little cool lenses on the phone, and I imagine at some point we're going to get there. I'm surprised we don't have an eye, an eye camera. Yeah. I'm really surprised that Apple hasn't tried to do something like that or, or a webcam. But going back to the gaming thing, I really want to see what they do for the iPad next year. Because, oh, yeah. you know, you have mm. the Sony, the new Sony, what is it? Yeah, is it, PlayStation is it called the Portal. Thank you, PSP. But, like, imagine if Apple innovates and you get, like, a, the max iPad that you can get or a max mini that's got the best chip and pff, you have that at your hands. You're at, you're play, you're at a, you're able to play AAA games on your iPad. You don't even need to buy a PSP. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be yeah. incredible. You know, it's Apple, a bigger screen. Uh, devices are already compatible with like the DualSense controller yep. yes. um, and stuff. So you can you beat me to uh, it. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be nice. Actually. I was thinking about getting a PSP, but now I might wait. Uh, <laughs> I would wait. I mean, seriously, seriously, I, wait I would wait to, another year. Yeah, just wait and see what they do because imagine taking like an iPad Pro and dropping that bad boy in your desk and that's a 12-inch screen, right? Or 11-inch. It's a 12? I think it's 12. It's a 12-inch screen. You're sitting there and you're like, okay, you know, I got to go to my mom's house or I got to go somewhere. Let me just grab this PS5 controller and bring it with me real quick. Yeah, yeah. instead of your whole PlayStation, that's ridiculous. Yeah, man, get a little Tiger Woods golf in if that's your thing, or some NBA 2K or yeah. Death Stranding or or some Border, well, probably Borderlands, you know, 7 by then, I don't know. But, you know, whatever game you like to play, you're able to get that in. That's pretty sweet. I like it. Can you imagine if they, they'll never do this, but like a merge with a company like a Sony Apple gaming like direct device? Thing. Yeah. Never say yeah, never. Like a, never say like never. A, There's been talks, long, 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 long talks of them saying that that Apple would would buy Netflix. So I wanna, those two I houses see a Sony, crazy. I want to see a Sony Apple gaming device. Like, bring it to me. Take my money. Like, <laughs> the eye station. Yeah, the eye station. <laughs> play eye. <laughs> the play. Take phone. my money now. <laughs> Oh well, actually, that sounds kind of kind of probably gross. I was gonna say the play pod. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty stoked. I'm happy for this gigantic slab that I'm gonna get in the mail hopefully next week. I don't know. They said next week for us. I don't know. We'll see. But you shoot my music videos or what, dog? Let's yeah, go. dude, with the gimbal and everything. Just be like, oh, it's upside Ooh. down. See, I'm, I'm holding it upside down right there. Just do that, and then just have it track. I was telling, I was telling you guys like the gimbal looks like a chicken. Like when you hold the chicken and the head stays in one place. <laughs> so I'm gonna be real excited to play with the chicken gimbal. But yeah. Apple. Thank y'all, Apple, for making a bunch of stuff and pledging to do better because, yeah, we all should. I think so. Yep. And, and shout out to Octavia Spencer, oh, yeah. a.k.a. Mother Nature, Mother Nature, for that her brilliant <laughs> performance. She was sassy. 
She was sassy. She was very, man, that man, if looks could kill, boy, I was telling him, like, she's like, y'all gonna mess around and make me do another Maui up in here. So <laughs> that's, that's, I know, is that too soon? I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. No, that wasn't my other laser. That was space lasers, bro. Yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> space lasers. She's mad about that. They stole space her thunder. Lasers. Yeah. She's like, that wasn't me. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, it was a pleasure riding another wave with you. And uh, shout out to our listeners out there who have been riding the wave with us since the beginning. Our listenership is growing slowly but surely. Be on the lookout. Keep your eye on YouTube. If that's your thing and that's what you prefer, your boy E is going to go and dump the back catalog on there. So uh, please be on the lookout. You can go to YouTube.com slash Wave of the Few Shore. And uh, and we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Next episode that's coming out will be our one-year anniversary yes we're trying to do something a little special for y'all stay tuned for details on the socials for that but uh any last words from you guys peace love and happiness peace yes and as those fine gentlemen in the 210 said peace